everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the Arms Boom and Like Project coming to you live on this Wednesday, December 22nd, 2001. This is episode 42, and we are live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter this evening as we wrap up our first season of the project. Uh, 42 episodes and counting uh, since we launched at the end of May. So very happy to have you if you are joining us live on the show tonight. Thank you for spending some time with us. If you're listening to the rebroadcast on Apple iTunes, or perhaps you're streaming this on YouTube, welcome to the show as well. This is the place where Windsor-Essex comes to talk. We feature local people, real stories, and real connections here in the Windsor-Essex County area. So lots to get to. A couple of great ladies who are joining me on the show tonight. But before we get to them and talk about the fantastic organization that they represent and some of the amazing work that they're doing here in the Windsor-Essex community, we like to talk about what we've done recently. Uh, we had a great guest on Monday night, my good buddy Scott St. Amour from Paper Heroes Comics on Howard Avenue. Great pop culture discussion. So he joined the show and that's already up on Spotify and YouTube. And then our final episode of season one, Adam, Adriano and Ian. Fight Like Mason, Windsor Eats and We Tech Alliance. The four gentlemen, uh, us four, are going to be chatting on next Thursday, which is December 30th, one day before New Year's Eve. So looking forward to inviting the guys back on the show and having a little bit of fun with us as well as we sort of recap the year in Windsor-Essex and talk about some great news stories over the course of 2021. As always, we welcome your comments. And uh, yes, Merry Christmas to you, Richard. Thanks for tuning in. And we appreciate you watching the show uh, here on the program. Uh, my guests are with an organization that I'm happy to say that we've started to work with uh, over the last little bit uh, through my wife and I's company, Little Heart Social. Um, they do some tremendous work in the community, and it's really impactful for what they're doing for adults with developmental disabilities. Uh, they are a group that uh, continues to do some fantastic work in regards to inclusion and education, and they're doing some incredible fundraising, too, to maintain those particular programs and expand on those programs when it comes to the reality that we all face here going into 2022 with COVID restrictions and, and of course, the well-being of their participants and their families in mind. I'm really happy to welcome Liz and Diane from Harmony in Action who are joining us here on the program. Good evening, ladies. How are you? Good. How are you, Arms? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for making some time for me tonight, uh, Liz and Di Diane. Uh, you know, it's it's been a blessing to kind of reconnect and, and get to know you both here uh, over the last little bit. Liz, let's talk talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, um, Harmony in Action as a whole and, and, and your role as the executive director and, and what Harmony in Action means to so many folks here in the Windsor-Essex area. Well, first of all, thanks for having us on this evening. Uh, Harmony in Action is a day program that actually this is our 40th anniversary this year. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we weren't able to do any celebrations, but uh, hopefully next year we'll be able to plan something. So we are a day program. We operate Monday to Friday, eight till three. We do have an after hours program that um, we will hopefully be able to start offering again in the new year or after the last restrictions are lifted. Our day program consists of a number of wonderful programs. We have arts and crafts. We have life skills programs. We do cooking classes. We have a dance therapist that comes in. We do music therapy. We try to really keep them stimulated. And as a result of COVID, we wanted to make sure that all those individuals that weren't able to come to the program in person were able to remain connected to the agency. We've started a online program. 
So for a monthly fee, you're able to stream in. The programs that um, we offer throughout the day are offered online throughout the day, as well as we have some programs that we offer in the evenings and on weekends so that participants can link in. Um, maybe they miss the reading group. Maybe they miss the cooking class. Maybe during the cooking class, they really like that recipe that they learned how to make and they want to make it on the weekend again with their mom and their dad. So um, we offer all of those programs as well. We have a wonderful location. We have a lot of green space. We have a fully accessible outdoor playground and exercise area. So we keep them busy and I've uh, got a wonderful dedicated staff that are continuously learning and working on being able to find new ways to work with our participants. I think it's incredible the growth Harmony in Action has had, especially over the last, you know, you know, uh, I go back to when the building used to be in uh, Remington Park, right? Uh, that's when, you know, my brother used to be involved with Harmony in Action way back when in those days. And then to see the expansion and the growth of Harmony in Action to continue to service uh, families and, and participants here in the Windsor-Essex area, it's pretty incredible to see. I know that uh, you speak about green space too. I mean, you know, just having a chance to take a tour of the facility and, and meet some of the participants and some of the staff who are providing those learning opportunities and those inclusion opportunities for those participants too. It really is an opportunity, I think, Liz, to expand on what's possible for Harmony down the road and what's possible for the participants and families too in terms of you know, expanding, uh, hopefully, God willing, uh, you know, well into 2022 and beyond. Because I, I'd assume, Liz, there is very much a demand and a need for that. Yeah, our, our goal is to be able to have a residence built. Um, we, we have the property. Our goal would be to, to perhaps build three small homes that our participants could move into. Um, the, the important part of our of Harmony is that a lot of the participants that have been attending Harmony have attended Harmony with other participants for 20, 25 years. Some of our participants, they've known each other since they were five and six years old. They, you know, started in kindergarten. They went to Elisa Mason's grade school. Then they went to perhaps Walkerville or, you know, all of the high schools now have STEP programs. And this is their family, right? So they want to be able to remain with their family. Not to mention our families that come to the program, they get to know each other. So, for example, for Diane's two kids, for them to have a home on our property with perhaps another participant that they consider to be another brother and another sister is really important. I mean, you know, we want our elderly to be looked after in comfortable surroundings. And it's only right that these individuals be able to have the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, Diane, just getting to know you over the last month and, and, and hearing your story, it's a story that I think uh, is something that my family has often um, had those same sort of undertones with in terms of, you know, ta taking a look at your um, your son and in my case, you, you know, your brother or your child and, and saying to yourself, OK, how do I make sure that they're cared for down the road? How do I make sure that they're continued to be engaged with down the road? And and 
I think that's so crucial to hopefully continue with that sort of connection to the community and to say to folks, listen, we can do some amazing things for these individuals and have them really become um, cared for and, 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 and certainly uh, those skills learned and taught, but also continuing that down the road too. And I know as a parent, you know, having these programs as, as Harmony in Action is, is, is put into place has must have been very vital for you and your family as well. It's extremely vital, um, especially having, we have two children with special needs, um, are both developmentally disabled, and they've been attending Harmony probably about 13, 14 years now. Um, without Harmony, they would just sit at home and kind of wither away. Once um, secondary school stopped, there is nothing out there. There's nowhere for them to go, and we went and visited many different facilities and different programs that we thought that they would enjoy attending and we decided on harmony in action and it was a great choice because they love going there every day they feel part of a community they they do activities they go to um, different field trips unfortunately that's been curtailed because of covid but they feel like they're a vital part and they have something to look forward to every day because it is very difficult for them to find something outside of the house that they feel comfortable enough in to attend. Yeah, and I'd imagine too, Diane, I mean, that offers them a sense of community. It gets them, like like Liz had said, to kind of get connected um, with not only the staff, but the other participants as well. And, you know, I, I go to, you know, my brother Adam going to, being able to attend several programs like Harmony through the years too. It's they look forward to it. They really do enjoy going. And it's peace of mind, I think, as a family member to say, these are some folks that are doing some incredible work for my family. Oh, absolutely. They look forward to it every day. They look forward to the bus ride there, the bus ride home. They meet, um, they use a, a facility, um, rather um, caravan, which is a community-based uh, transportation system, usually in most communities. And so they meet people on the bus, they look forward to speaking with them on the bus and they're going to work. So they talk about work and what other people are doing. And they go there and they have a sense of purpose. And that's really important to them. Like when they get home, they'll say, you won't believe what happened at work today. You know, and so the dinner table is always a discussion of either the bus, the bus driver, kids that they work with and the staff, of course. and very, very seldom have they ever said anything negative about when they get home, because that's our dinner table talk is what was your day like. And some of them are pretty comical, actually, some of the things they come up with, but or what happened during the day, but it, it's definitely a sense of purpose for them. And it, it's so important. What really struck me, um, having a chance to come down to the facility over the last month um, and, and to see uh, I mean, I remember it as St. Christopher's Church, right? I mean, St. Christopher's School used to be there when I, I mean, that's one of my grade schools that I attended to, right? So getting in the building was like, wow, you've done some incredible work to sort of retrofit uh, the facility itself and make it uh, very warm and very inviting too. But, uh, you know, walking through with my friend Jeff Burroughs and and seeing just the smiling faces and, and not only of the participants, but also the staff too. Uh, I maintain that having that connection and, and really caring about individuals in your care and learning with them along the way too is part and parcel, I would say, Liz, of having 
that connection to make sure that the participants feel valued and make sure that they're engaged uh, so they want to come back so they can go home to mom and dad and like Diane and say like, listen, I like this was great. And this is what I was able to do today. This is why I want to go back tomorrow. Yeah, they do that. They do that. And, and it's, it's funny because, um, you know, I will get calls from parents, you know, the day, the next day and say, okay, did this really happen? And, you know, here's an example. So we had received a, um, a, a grant one year from the Coors Foundation. So Coors came in and set up this display. It was just after we renovated the building and they had given us a donation of $20,000. So Coors came in, they set up tables, they brought in all of their new beers that time, and they had invited all of the contractors that worked on the building to come, but they came during the day. So I had a couple of participants go home that night and then their parents call me the next morning and say, so-and-so came home and said, everybody was drinking beer at Harmony yesterday. And I'm like, well, yes and no. So this is what happened. I said, everybody wasn't drinking beer, but yes, we did have beer sure. at Harmony because this is what happened. And, and, you know, but it was because the participants were part of it. They got to be a part of the celebration and they went home and said, yeah, we had, we had beer. <laughs> And that's, that's, um, you know, what a way to kind of get, uh, you know, the, the, like I said, the contractors engaged, the people who are helping to make Harmony the place it is engaged to, but it must have been for some very interesting conversations, like you said, right? Uh, but it's nice to see the smiles on the faces too, but that's where you rely, I would imagine, Liz, on uh, those corporate donations and that, that interaction with individuals and corporations too, to say, hey, there's a lot of things that are possible for what we can do here. Uh, at this particular group and there's always a need there is there is and i mean we are only partially funded from the ministry so out of my budget um for about a quarter of my budget comes from the government mm -hmm. in annualized funding so the other 75 percent comes from user fees for our participants and then donations and grants and I can honestly say that nobody has ever been turned away from the agency. If we have somebody that, that comes and says, look, I've only, I can only afford based on my funding three days a week, but I need four days. That person comes four days. Nobody is ever turned away. Even when we did have our activities going on and we had our outings, if somebody really wanted to go on an outing and we knew that that family or that participant just didn't have the funds, they went. Um, the same for any of our activities, anything that goes on, nobody is ever turned away. And that's because of the generosity of our, of our donors and those that, you know, assist us with our fundraising projects. Anna says here on Facebook, she goes, it's so great that they can take part in fun things like that. Uh, when it re regards to the, the Coors uh, reps coming on site too. And, you know, participants must get a kick out of, not only out of that too, but, um, you know, being able to be, uh, entertained is not the right word, but sort of engaged with, right? And, and, and you know, these different experiences that, that come to fruition within Harmony itself through, you know, different corporate events and sponsors and uh, donors, but also uh, interacting with 
you know, people, I know pre-COVID, you, there was opportunities for a lot of, uh, you know, community partners to come in and, and also uh, talk to the participants too and, and different things to happen too, which I, I'd imagine too, Liz, was a, a godsend sometimes to have that sort of uh, interaction with the participants. Yeah, we, at, at this time, we only have one individual that's coming in to do programming in the building. Um, obviously, this is, and this is um, an individual, it's Catherine, who is our dance therapist. And so Catherine had provided all of her programs and continued to provide all of her programs on online when we were, when we were closed because of COVID. And so now Catherine comes into the building um, and obviously she comes in because she's fully vaccinated. 100% um, of my staff are all fully vaccinated. All of our participants are fully vaccinated. Um, and and I'm, I'm really proud to be able to say that. I know that there's been a lot of struggles in the community for, you know, staff. But when, you know, I talked to my staff and said, hey, you know, the vaccines are out there. We need to look at them. I, I didn't have any hesitations. Everybody was like, yep, I'm getting it. I'm getting it, whatever I need to do. Um, and, and they looked at it as whatever I need to do to keep our participants safe. So if being vaccinated means that I'm, I'm able to keep those that I work with safe, then I'll be doing it. We also, one other plug that I'd like to give for the, for the staff mm -hmm. is that we totally sanitized the building at the end of every day. We purchased a fogging machine when we first opened up last August. So every night, um, once all of the participants are gone, um, we have one staff that goes through the entire building and fogs the entire building that guarantees that, you know, 99.99% .99 of all uh, viruses and COVID viruses um, are gone. I, I think I just want to jump in when she says that um, it's very important as parents to know that our kids are safe. And we can rest assured when they get dropped off in the morning, we know they're safe. And that's really important when we go to work, we have other functions or we have something else to do. Sure. That's something we don't have to worry. And it's something that's often overlooked because it, it is important for us and for, the, for them to feel safe as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you rewind the clock here, ladies, and go back to like 2020. I mean, it's hard to believe we're going to be two years doing this. Um, but like March of 2020, when nobody knew what, what was going on, um, you know, as a parent, Diane, it's like, and as an administrator, Liz, it's like, holy cow. I mean, I think in the last two years, we've learned a lot and you've been able to pivot. But to have that peace of mind during uncertain times from a parent perspective, Diane, that must be the world to you and, and your family to know, to know that they're yeah. cared for and, and the utmost precautions are taking place. Absolutely. COVID was very, it was very difficult to get through with our kids. Um, they don't do change well and they get in a routine and they like to stay in that routine. So the first five months of COVID were, and all parents, I 90% of parents went through this. It, it was just overwhelming. The kids, they were just, they, you know, we have a son that seizures, he was seizuring every day because his routine was out and they ended up doing a, a program, a virtual program that saved us. I mean, it saved us because 
we put more structure into their in their daily routine. We did activities in the morning virtually. They dropped off, uh, did a porch drop every two weeks of, of um, the supplies that the kids would need to use during these programs. We had art classes, we had cooking classes. We had a lot of fun and it just brought some normalcy back to their life because it was just, it was just, it was horrible the, the first five or six months of COVID. But without the virtual program, I don't think we would have got through it. And Liz, what a pivot for you guys too, right? I mean, it's like, okay, so, and I've said it many times here on the show before with all of my guests is like, you know, March, 2020, the world as we knew it ended. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, folks had to kind of, you know, outside of the fear initially and, and very much still to this day, but you, you kind of say, okay, well, how do we continue to maintain, like Diane said, some sort of sense of normalcy. Um, and I think, you know, being able to do these different things, like, I mean, God, like even like this show, um, you know, way back when I would have to, you know, get you guys into a studio and away we go. And now it's like you can do it from our basements. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it's, you know, I log on, I put my son to bed and I come downstairs and, you know, make myself a cup of tea and chit chat with some friends of mine. And, uh, you know, for you guys to do that virtual, I'm sure that there were some learning curves, but uh, the mm -hmm. success has been there. I would, uh, you know, Diane yeah, speaks no. of it, but Liz, the, the success has been there, essentially. Yeah, there, there were tons of learning curves. I mean. We, it, it was just, you know, three of us in administrative offices and then a couple of my frontline staff. And I mean, being able to log on to Facebook was pretty high tech for me. So <laughs> to, to be able to, you know, navigate through blue jeans because yeah. that was the, the link sure. we would use. And then, um, you know, get people on board then we connected with all of our families and again that was my staff that you know came to and said you know what like we can't leave them just sitting there so we we did the porch drops i think that we had only been closed a couple of weeks and then it was easter so we went out and we got um easter eggs and we went door to door and, and to all 70 of our participants and uh, dropped off Easter eggs to everybody. And then and then it just started to click on. So it started with, we would do two two chats a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays um, through a Blue Jeans link. And, you know, we'd send the invite out. And so, I mean, sometimes we'd have 20 different pictures on the screen and, and we'd get on. And, and at that time, I didn't know that, you know, as a moderator, I could mute everybody. <laughs> so I would have, you know, like 15 of them all going and, yeah. and then it would be like, okay, so I can mute you. So I would mute them all and then say, okay, now I'm going to go around the block and, you know, everybody's going to have the opportunity to talk. And so we did that and then it just evolved from there so that, you know, then we, we started to add more and more programs on. And then luckily this past year, we were able to get an Ontario Trillium grant well, which then allowed us to really, you know, spruce up the program. So it allowed us to hire a web designer, uh, Don Cowan from Hip Mama Communications. She came in and she was able to redo our web page, do a portal on the web page that families can log into. If you sign up for the virtual program, you've got access to the private page. 
um, we have our two Facebook pages. So we have our regular Facebook page that, you know, everybody can follow. And then we do our, our private COVID page, just so that there's that private page that families that are involved with Harmony can feel safe and secure about, you know, posting things. We can, you know, post activities that are going on. Um, and then anything that's prudent to the agency, we're able to put onto that as well. But again, it was, you know, that, and it was my board that, you know, gave me the okay to say, hey, do what you need to do in order to keep the program going. Well, I think that's, uh, that's, I mean, great leadership from the top down, right? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, kudos to the board to have faith in you, Liz, to do what you need to do during, you know, here's the, the overused term of the last two years, unprecedented times. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's success there, right? I mean, uh, just being able to see the, from the back end on that, that Facebook page that uh, the parents and, and participants and staff are access to. Uh, and shout out to Michaela, too, for posting some great content, too. Um, it really is awesome to see, um, you know, that the programs continue, the engagement continues. And we're sort of, you know, continuing on despite challenging times. And I think that's a testament to the staff that make it happen, Liz, because, you know, for, I've said through the years with my brother and, you know, for folks who are just tuning into the podcast and, you know, may not be familiar with our story. My brother's um, he's autistic and he's uh, developmentally disabled in the sense that he's got um, the autism spectrum. He's very low on the spectrum, but he's also uh, has Soto syndrome as well. Uh, and it's something that we've you know, not dealt with, that's not the right term, but it's something we are very blessed to um, um, sort of have that journey with our family through the years in the 80s and the 90s. And and I remember all of Adam's um, workers and, and staff that would be with him. And I maintain, uh, you know, in my 40s, it takes a very special type of person with a big heart and, 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 a, and a very kind demeanor to, to be engaged and 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 befriend and and really care and love these individuals too because it, it it's a special skill set i don't think a lot of folks have so i think uh kudos to your staff and and the people who make the the harmony happen at harmony well and you mentioned you know michaela and her posts and i mean michaela just took it upon herself and said to me liz are you okay if i learn how to do all these things and i'm like knock yourself out because you're much younger than me and you know if you can figure these things out so sure. i mean when we have letters that we need to post to our families you know i do the letter i give it to her and she miraculously is able to post it on our page and that's and that's awesome yeah and i think that's that that open communication which i think if anything for the pandemic from an organizational standpoint i think that communication is you I mean guidance is coming down the pipe but lightning speed, right? So having that back and forth is so crucial. So again, kudos to the staff too, and, and you folks for making it happen. Um, just before we continue on talking a little bit more about, you know, capital campaign, uh, the possibilities that are there too. Um, I want to get into that, some of the programs and successes as well. Um, let's go to some of the comments that are coming in on Facebook. John comments here and says, you know, the whole community uh, should be very proud of organizations like Harmony who have adapted during these times and continue to deliver such essential programming. So well done. Um, I, I think that's that's kudos uh, again to to the staff and and uh, your team, Liz, at Harmony. Debbie says these programs are so needed and extremely necessary. Harmony in Action, as well as uh, also Assisted Living Southwestern Ontario and the Brain Injury Association of Windsor Essex, 
they give caregivers a break. And, you know, Debbie says, I speak from personal experience uh, and give meaning to participants, making their lives worthy. Um, it is incredible to see the impact, um, not only that givers give to participants in these particular programs, but I think, you know, Diane, it can't be understated how crucial these programs are, not only for the well-being of the participant, but also the well-being of the family and the parents as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, when, like I say, I said previously, when they go there, they have a, a feeling of self-worth. They come home and they bring me their art project, and and we go to work. We know they're safe. It takes a lot of worry off of us, and it takes worry off of them because they're not worried. Well, what am I going to do while Dad goes to work and Diane goes to work? Like, what are we going to do? So I think it's very important that um, it keeps them socially active um, when they do get to go out to um, take their field trips or their outings again. Um, that will do that will help as well because they haven't been able to do that at all for the last two years. So Dale has not been to the Dude Ranch, aka Wetra, now for two years. So he sure. can't wait to get back there again. So it, it's the programs themselves and also a residency um that's very scary for a parent what's going to happen what are they going to be okay if we're not here tomorrow yeah and it's something that you lose sleep over right now there's six thousand um disabled adults with death with uh disabilities that are on a waiting list for just a group home my my children are not even on a waiting list Wow. Well, how many that doesn't even include? So we're concerned with that now because we're getting old. -er. So we have to, like they have um, sisters, but sisters have their own families. They live out of town. We want to make sure that they're okay and they, they're, they don't have to worry about anything when we go. And that is so difficult because they're 33. And we're in some of the students or some of the uh, participants are in their 50s and they're still living with their parents. Like what happens? And it, it only you get to a point where you don't think anybody cares. And it's heartbreaking sometimes. Like you like I said, you lose sleep over it because we, we just have to do something. We have to make sure they're going to be OK. I went to visit my mother a couple of years in a nursing home and there is there is. Um, 35-year-old kids there, well, I call them kids, but they're 35 years old in a nursing home because they have nowhere else to go. Well, your your sense of self-worth is just diminishes if you're with 90-year-olds all day. So I, I just think it's something that we really have to start looking at as a community because, like, there's 70 participants at Just Harmony. So, and you can't just... And I have um, my children are one is a female, one is male. So chances of them ever getting somewhere together is virtually like zero. Like they're never going to be in a home together. So we have to build them up. We're going to build them a home. But everything just takes hoops to get through. It's never ending. So that's our that's our mission right now as parents to make sure they're going to be OK when we're long gone. Um, yeah, you, I think you hit a lot of points there. Um, you know, I can speak from a personal experience, again, from 
uh, our family situation is, you know, uh, my younger sisters, Marissa and Vanessa, uh, Marissa's actually just moved back from London and she uh, she's working in the Catholic school board now as a supply teacher. And my other sister's at the University of Windsor. But we've had those conversations in her mid 20s, early 20s uh, about my brother, who is uh, going to be coming up in his 40s. Uh, you know, uh, we've had those conversations about my parents as well. Uh, you know, who is going to take the lead on this? Who is going to, you know, sort of advocate uh, and step into that role um, if and when something, you know, my parents move on, quote unquote, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's something that, you know, and I get that, right? Like you, if they have siblings, um, you're going to do it because it's your or your sister, right? Yeah. But at the same token, as a parent, I know that is also somewhat, not gut-wrenching is not the word, but you're also like, like you said, they have their lives too. Uh, yeah. But they're also going to, you know, advocate and, and and certainly be there for you know their brother or their sister or their sibling but yeah I, I mean you say those numbers diane too and, and and i think that's where i think windsor and the community and certainly um hopefully partners coming out over the next several years uh liz can kind of wrap their heads around that statistic and say okay so this is sort of uh an epidemic so to speak right like yeah. like what's going to happen and I, I don't want to use that word but i'm going to use it. it it is it's 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 a concern it's a genuine concern for your families that attend harmony i'm sure as an executive director to say you know we have the framework in place we can offer some sort of guidance we can look at certain things to sort of alleviate because there is a need there is a glaring need in the community for this yeah and i think one of the one of the hopes that we have by having them at Harmony is being able to put some facilities, you know, put some small homes up at Harmony, is that really turn it into a into a full-fledged community, right? So they'd have their home right there. They'd be able to go by, you know, by themselves if they're in a wheelchair or, you know, if they're if they're walkers, be able to then walk to the day program during the day as well as open the facility up in the evenings so that the workers that are in the homes, oh, you guys want to watch something on the smart board or you want to participate, you want to work out in the exercise room at Harmony. Okay, we can go there in the evening. Um, we have the Toldo building there as well. You want to work on your scrapbook during the day so that the entire complex is utilized 24 seven, as well as giving them their own home. So, I mean, for yourself, Arms, you have your home. You want to be able to invite your parents over for dinner on Sunday. So you're able to do that. For Diane's kids to be able to have their own home so that they can invite mom and dad over for dinner on Saturday night or invite their sister or brother-in-law or their nieces and nephews to come visit them in their own home because they deserve to have that as well. Yeah, I, it's funny you should bring that up too, because I, I think that's something that I think general public doesn't understand, right? It's those little nuances that we do every day um, that we may take for granted where, you know, those particular, um, you know, slices of life aren't necessarily able to be offered for some of the participants here because, you know, it's just not able to do it. But if you're able to set up these homes, get the funding to do it, do the fundraising behind it, get community partners involved too. 
I really think that it's not necessarily just, you know, giving to a particular cause, but it is really building blocks for somebody to have a very enriched life, if that makes, you know, like to really allow them to be everything that they are and, 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 and experience everything that they should experience and, and very much do it in a very safe and, and do it in a very uh, inclusive manner as well. So with that, you know, with the building ideas and, and, you know, sort of the, it's not a dream, but certainly the, the plans, you know, what are you looking for from the community specifically to make sure that this happens or, or can happen in future dates? Well, a Christmas miracle would be somebody <laughs> that comes along and says, hey, we want to donate whatever it's going to take to be able to build you a three-bedroom home. Um, that would be my Christmas wish. And I think that would be the Christmas wish for 65 of our participants <laughs> yeah. at Harmony. Um, but it's, it's just getting it spearheaded, right? Getting um, a group of people behind us that say, yes, you know what? This is an, is an awesome idea. And I think it's important that when we're not looking to exclude individuals, but we're rather, we're looking at being able to create a facility which will become their next home. Um, it's not them moving into another institution, but they're moving into their own home where they have their own bedroom, they're gonna have their own kitchen. Um, they're gonna be living with their brothers and sisters. And I mean, to have a group to come come together um, and say, hey, you know what? We want to be behind you. I can't thank Jeff Burroughs and Leona enough. They have stepped forward and um, we've started our Catch the Ace uh, weekly fundraising draw. And um, it was Jeff Burroughs, who is one of our board members, but who also works for Leona, who stepped up and said, you know what? Leona's going to kick it off with um, a guaranteed you know, donation of $5,000 to, to get the ball rolling. And it's because of those community partners that we're able to get this movie along. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Jeff. I mean, uh, I've had Jeff on the show. Jeff is, um, you know, I always say to folks, it's somebody that I've known for many, many years through media circles. And then we've actually become good friends over the last about year and a half. Uh, through a mutual contact, Mr. Paul Slavic. Um, and, you know, Jeff is one of those guys who uh, has got a great heart and he really does give a damn about folks here in Windsor-Essex. Yeah. And he's just a really genuine guy. And uh, Layuna is a great community organization um, that sees the need, I think, outside of their sphere of influence, which I think is, you know, when you have somebody like Jeff in that particular role, is so crucial because... Yeah, he's going to bring in the rock and rollers and he's going to bring in the folks that are a fan of him as a tea party and, you know, his fellow media guys and all that kind of stuff. But then he also reaches out. He's got a lot of arms, right, so to speak. And he's he's able to kind of make those connections for folks. And uh, I think it's 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 incredible for what he's done for the organization, for you guys. And I think it's a real blessing to have somebody like that sort well, of spearheaded. Not, and it's not even so much what he's done for our organization, but what he does for our participants. I mean, Jeff walks into the building and literally the staff have to hold the participants back. And, and it's even that much more difficult now because of COVID, right? Because sure. they, they're used to going up and getting hugs and things like that. And 
you know, Jeff walks through the building and, and, you know, they just start screaming and, and everybody knows who Jeff is, you know, it's, a, they don't understand the tea party part of it, but they understand who Jeff is. And it, and it all started with him coming in one day. Well, he did one of my very first walkathons when Jeff was on the radio and, um, you know, he made friends with one of our past, past participants, Jenny Higgins. And Jenny was able to just wrap Jeff right around her little finger. And then it just started with, you know, every couple of weeks he'd come in with Timbits and he'd come in with hot chocolate. And, you know, they they talk about him in nonstop. And so to have Jeff assist us with this with this campaign has just been wonderful. Yeah, I just a great guy. And um, I, you know, it's it's great to have that sort of fundraising arm in the digital realm where people can actually go to funwithharmony.com uh, or also link up to the website, which is on their screen. It's harmonyinaction.com too. Uh, it's Catch the Ace, very, very popular contest. We've got weekly draws that are happening. Um, Jackpot's been pretty good over the last couple of weeks since, uh, you know, we've been sort of, you know, promoting it, talking about it, and, you know, and the funds from this, they get raised. Uh, they do benefit the programs and services that Harmony in Action does put forth here in the community. And as Diane said, it's a vital service here for families in the Windsor-Essex area and to make sure that their you know, participants are uh, able to attend these uh, particular programs, the day programs, and in some cases, the virtual programs as well. So, uh, you know, they draw a weekly winner every Thursday. That happens. So we want folks to check it out themselves too, harmonyinaction.com. So, you know, the catchy ace continues until somebody wins the big jackpot. Um, and then hopefully some fundraising. I know the Christmas cards are always very popular too. There's some boxes that are left over for that too. And that's a great fundraiser for Harmony in Action as well, Liz. Yep. And we're going to be doing um, cards in the new year, um, an assortment of cards, right? So we're going to um, do some birthday, some get well cards. And again, all the cards that um, are created by our participants. And nothing makes them smile more than once the cards are are produced, yeah. and um, they go through the cards and they're like, "Oh, that's my card! Oh, that's my card!" And um, you know, they they just they enjoy it so much. I have quite a few framed cards now at my house that go under the tree because they want them framed so everyone can see them. It's it's wonderful. They're nice cards, and I think it's uh, you know it's a sense of passion and pride for some of the participants who do the cards themselves too, and uh, it's just a great fundraiser I think to raise up some some much needed funds for uh, Harmony in Action as well. But outside of those corporate donations and 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 other things, um, you you guys have generally done the in person events pre COVID too, right? And those have had some some success. You had mentioned the walkathon as well. Um, any any kind of ideas, anything else that you'd like to achieve over the next little, you know, year, year and a half? I mean, it's kind of hard to do the in-person stuff with COVID, but, um, you know, in terms of a fundraising, I know Giving Tuesday was just passed and, you know, a lot of folks are apt to give online as well um, when it comes to sort of, uh, you know, supporting Harmony where they can. Yeah, I think, I mean, we, I'm always happy to be able to say that every dollar that we raise through donations and through fundraising goes directly back to the participants or to any key project. Um, I, I'm always able to, to say that quite confidently. I know that, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to give, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant about giving donations. I don't want it to go towards staffing costs. I want to make sure, but I'm 
confident to be able to say that any dollar that's donated goes directly towards a key project um, or goes directly towards. So all funds that are being raised through the Catch the Ace are going towards our capital campaign to, in order to get our first residents um, off the ground. And, um, you know, we, we accept donations to Canada Helps as well. Um, but if a family wants or if any individual wants or a company or corporation wants to give a donation and earmark it towards our dance program, earmark it towards our cooking program, earmark it towards our lunch where somebody wants to sponsor lunch for the participants on a monthly basis, there's all kinds of different avenues that, that they can reach out to. And I think it's incredible too, and I know with you know, certainly with the Omicron variant and, you know, concerns about close contact right now, it's, you know, obviously something that's on everybody's minds, but hopefully when things sort of hopefully relax a little bit into the new year, um, you know, when Jeff had said to me, hey, Arms, come out and meet Liz and, you know, meet Diane and come take a look at the facility. And I think it, it's beneficial for folks to see the work that's being done and, and, and get a and get a feel for the connection that the staff have for the participants and how the participants like, uh, you know, Liz, when you took me through the, the Toldo building uh, when I went on the tour and just to see, uh, it's the sea of Christmas gift bags, right? And I had said <laughs> yeah. to you, I'm like, what are these about? And and you were telling me about it and I'm like, wow, like what a great way to make sure that, you know, your participants can celebrate Christmas and, and, and be engaged with the holiday season. And that comes from the generosity of donors as well. It does. Um, so our Christmas luncheon this year was sponsored by the Firemen's Association. And um, so they they sponsored our, our lunch and the participants have a full Christmas lunch. And then they each get a personalized Christmas uh, bag. And in the bag, um, they would get either a blouse or a sweater or a sweatshirt. They get toiletry items, bath products, socks, hats, scarves, um, a game, uh, coloring books or word search books, candy, um, and, and it's the highlight. It's, it's the absolute highlight. Unfortunately, for the second year in a row, we weren't able to open it up. We usually have all of our families participate. Um, in years gone past, we've had up to 125 people at our Christmas luncheon. Um, but this year, it's, it's strictly just our our individuals and we do have Santa Claus come. So <laughs> Santa Claus came and again, it was, you know, having to have staff stand between the participants and Santa yeah. Claus because they sure. all want to race and <laughs> be able to sit on Santa's lap and give them a big hug, but th they understand. And, and they, they are, they're understanding that, you know what, they're living in a different world as well, you know? So they're sitting at a table with one on one side and one on the other side. They're not able to sit right next to each other any longer. And um, so they're, they're understanding that as well. Yeah. And I'd imagine it's, um, I don't wanna say difficult, but it's it, somewhat heartbreaking, right? To kind of let the participants know, and Diane, you touched uh, on this too, about sort of the COVID changes, right? It's, it's a mm -hmm. change in routine for them too, uh, but you make it work. Right. In the case of Santa Claus, you make it work. <laughs> I can tell you my kids are happy because they're not sitting beside each other anymore. So they're pretty happy about that. <laughs> they're like, here's the, here's the draw on the line. Yep, see you later. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, I'm good. I'm good this way. Uh, there's some comments coming in on Facebook too. Let's go to these here just for a quick second. Kat says, wonderful information tonight. We need more meetings like this to uh, make our community aware that our forever children need a home to call their home. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, Kat, thanks for the comment. Um, from a podcast and live stream standpoint, I mean, this is why I started the show. I said to somebody back in uh, May when I was deciding whether or not to start doing this again, is like one of my best joys and um, things that I enjoyed very much doing was talking to community groups uh, back in my days on CKLW and uh, kind of doing a deep dive in the world of TikTok and Facebook. You know, Liz, you said you're old because of uh, Facebook, right? And I look at TikTok and I'm like, blows my mind sometimes, right? What these kids oh, are doing. Oh, I know. I'm same, I, listen, I'm same way. I said to somebody, I, go, I might go on it, but I'm not attempting it. But uh, I, I, I think that there's something to be said about finding out people's stories and, and really giving people a platform to chat and to say, hey, this is what's needed and how the community can come together. I think that's important. I think it's lacking. Um, so happy to do it, Kat. Thanks for the comment. And um, I, yeah, I, I, you know, when you talk about the capital campaign, ladies, I just think it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for um, businesses and organizations to team up with some sustainable and and certainly um, long-term good news. Uh, I think there's no better way to know that you're impacting somebody's life. Like to say, Diane, you know, the build the building goes according to plan, and, and you know this this is something that your family can utilize. Um, oh, without a doubt, my it, they'll be there. Life changing, right? Life changing for you guys. It would be life changing. Um, just even like I said, my goal, our, my husband and I, our goal in life is to do something spontaneous before we go, <laughs> because it, it's just, and it's not that they are. There's just always something like you. You have to make sure everything. Like you can't just call a babysitter. So you have to make sure that they're well taken care of and they're comfortable. And and if they're with friends at Harmony, we know they're comfortable. They're with these people all the time. But yet they can still go have their own time if they want to go to their room and, and watch or you know play a game or do something they still have their own space but then they always have people there with them that aren't their parents and that's so important that they're not with us all the time or we're telling you you can't do that you can't do this they're starting to make their own decisions and they're starting to broaden their horizons for three years, we've been working and trying to prepare our, our our kids that someday they're going to be by themselves. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Okay, I want this for dinner. You know, you have to be able to make that decision and tell somebody, okay, I, I would like tacos tonight. And it's, it's something that people don't think about because it's just a, a natural progression for most people. Where, like I say, it's been three years. COVID once again did step that these um, these meetings we've been with a facilitator to help us to prepare them for us not being here someday. And it, it, it has some grueling. We had some grueling meetings and a lot of tears and a lot of anger. But and we progressed with Zoom meetings and that's helping. But and we're getting there. But it's been three years. And people don't realize that because it's not their norm. Well, God bless you. Um, you know, I, I I firmly believe that, you know, Harmony will is and very much will continue to be in a great position in the next, you know, three to four years to sort of make some some hopefully big announcements coming down the pipeline. And, 
you know, hopefully lean into a lot of individuals who are, uh, and certainly organizations that are very giving in the Windsor Essex County community. God knows that there's a lot of them that, uh, you know, they're always looking to make, uh, again, that long-term impact on families. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is uh, no better uh, than the folks at Harmony and what you guys do. Um, you know, with a few minutes left to go here on the show, um, and certainly this will be something, judging by some of the comments, we'll have you guys back on, um, you know, especially when we head into season two next year, um, kind of get updates and to talk a little bit more about, you know, what Harmony's doing and what continues on. Um, Liz, what do you want folks to know about, you know, what you guys do? I know Harmony is, is such a, it's not a small organization, but it's such a, a tightly knit organization where they're doing some great work and, and making meaningful impact. What do you want folks to know about what you guys do on a day-to-day basis? I think the number one thing I would want people to know is that um, the staff at Harmony are truly dedicated um, to the participants that walk in on a daily basis. And they go above and beyond to make sure that their individual needs um, are looked after, that the goals that the families have for them and that the goals for the, the goals that the participants have for themselves are being worked on and are going to be reached. Um, it, it's important for people to know that we're not a babysitting service. Um, we, you know, you don't just drop, people just don't drop these individuals off in the morning and pick mm-hmm. them up at the end of the day, but rather it, it's, a, it's a full day for them. And I know that I've had families, you know, that have started at the agency and then they'll call me up and they'll say, okay, I don't know what he did all day, (laughs) but, you know, after dinner, he's like, mom, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. And that makes our day. When I know that a participant has gone home at the end of the day and, you know, look forward to telling their parents or their caregivers, this is what I did today. I think that the hardest thing that we have is that when something is hurting one of the participants, it hurts everybody. And over the last couple of years, it has been very difficult at Harmony in the sense that we've had some parents pass away. And it's not just Joey's mom or, you know, Kathy's mom that passed away. It was everybody's mom because everybody knows everybody's family there. And, and that's the key thing, right? It's they really are one big family. If a staff person is gone, well, where's so-and-so today? Well, they're on vacation or, you know, they're homesick today. And then if that person doesn't come back the next day, you know, the participants say, are they still sick? No, no, they're okay. They're okay. They're just taking some time off. Right. And, and they care about where each and every person is. We're 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 gonna we're gonna build that we're gonna build the buildings right that, that's all I gotta say we're gonna get excited we're gonna get excited for what's ahead and you know we'll 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 lean into the compassion that you guys show and you know hopefully lean into the Windsor Essex community too and and Diane you know with a few minutes left here before we wrap it up too what do you want folks to know about you know being a, not only a parent but a caregiver and and somebody who is like you'd say constantly thinking about the next stages for your kids. Um, it is a it, it is constant. You you never stop thinking about our kids, um, and I re, and I guess what I think when we start about building a residence that um, there's a difference between having a house and having a home, and I think they would have a home there. 
So that's really important for us. And we think about it all the time and our kids, they just belong. And that is so important. And if anyone, once COVID's over, come see us, come see our children. You will fall in love. God bless you. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, they're amazing, amazing, amazing people. And uh, that is the participants and the staff that provide uh, everything that happens in those four walls on Woodward. So uh, to the two of you, it's been a real pleasure to get to know you. I look forward to working with you uh, through the next uh, whatever, how long it is, but uh, we'll make it happen. And uh, I want to say thank you on behalf of everybody uh, watching and you know listening to the replay on YouTube and Apple uh, podcast too. And uh, Merry Christmas to you both. And Merry Christmas uh, you know, to you as well. Thank you for having I, us on. Oh my God, my pleasure. And uh, give my best to everybody, your kids, Diane, and you know okay. the staff, I'm sure we'll be in contact Liz uh, through the holidays too. But uh, you know, take care of yourself and each other. And thank you for doing incredible work for folks here in the Windsor-Essex County area. Thank you. Thank you, Arms. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Those are uh, a couple of dedicated, uh, loving individuals from Harmony in Action, Diane and Elizabeth. Uh, Diane's uh, children go to Harmony in Action, and Liz Esposito is the Executive Director of Harmony in Action as well. Obviously, a very passionate uh, local organization doing some incredible work, uh, and their capital campaign to build some residences on the property at Harmony in Action on Woodward, uh, just off of Walker Road in the uh, Walker Home Sites area. The reason why I know that area is because it used to be the uh, the school I used to attend, St. Christopher's, way back when. So uh, they've got a Catch the Ace contest that is happening on uh, right now. And you can find out a little bit more about how you can purchase tickets for that. Go to HarmonyInAction.com. Uh, weekly Draws, there's one coming up tomorrow. So you can pick up some tickets there. And uh, their Christmas cards fundraiser is well on uh, for the next little bit here. And as Liz says, a couple of other fundraisers that are be coming down the pipe for 2022 and beyond. So if you can, consider giving and uh, consider getting involved with Harmony in Action. Lots of ways to do so uh, on their website, harmonyinaction.com. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 42. Uh, tomorrow is the eve of Christmas Eve, and then it's Christmas Eve, and then it's Christmas, and then Boxing Day. And then we're back for the final episode of season one, which is next Thursday, December 30th, live at 8 o'clock. We're going to be welcoming a couple of uh, popular guests here on the show to sort of do a roundtable of all things Windsor and more. So that'll be happening for our final episode next Thursday, December 30th, 2021, episode 43. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and my guests tonight. Uh, don't forget you can download your past episodes here of the ABP on Apple Podcasts, and you can also find us on Spotify and Anchor FM as well. Uh, have a great Christmas, be good to each other, stay safe, and we'll see you back here next week on the Arms Movement Like Project. Mm -hmm.